we are back here on The Few, episode 7. Ryan Curley here with Jackson Strickland. And it was an, it was kind of a boring week of college football um, yeah, this past it weekend. Wasn't uh, wasn't the most exciting. I think we have a really good slate coming up this coming weekend. Yeah, very, very good. Um, something that makes you just sit there and stare at it and try to figure out which games you're going to watch at what times. Yeah, there was a lot a lot of people on bye this past week, including Alabama and Clemson. You know, just when a, when a few of the top teams are not playing, it makes it a little less exciting. Um, but, I mean, there were, there were a few games. The I mean, obviously the game of the day that everyone was watching was Auburn-Florida, um, which I predicted correctly, and along I with, like, the lower percentage of the population. And I did not. Um, I, I picked Auburn. I knew that, that they had something special going on. They'd already had two ranked wins, neither of them at home. And I thought, you know, why couldn't they go down there and, and get their third ranked win? And, well, they showed us why they couldn't because yeah. uh, Florida's defense is elite. Um, for sure, for sure. And Auburn's defense played pretty well. I, it wasn't that it was, a like, an extremely fun game to watch either. And it was an ugly SEC it game. It was an Extremely ugly, and the way my dad put it is, they were just, you know, who was trying to lose more. Yeah, uh, wasn't it? Neither like team three, won. It was just so many turnovers. Yeah, turnovers. And it just, uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the prettiest game to watch. But uh, neither were other games that were on. No, there wasn't really like a super exciting game all day long. I mean, unless you watched Pac-12 after dark, there was an upset, but I I didn't this past weekend. Um, I looked at the stats, but <clears throat> as Gary Danielson, the CBS color analyst, said over and over, Bo Nix really looked like a freshman out there against Florida's defense, which he is. You doesn't completely surprise me, but eleven for twenty-seven and three interceptions um, sh- shows a little bit of his inexperience. I think the play that showed his inexperience the most is when he just ran backwards <laughs> when he was about to get sacked, and he kept running and he just fell and lost about fifteen twenty yards on a right. sack that was he wasn't even touched on. Um, but Florida's defense very legit. Um, they're definitely contenders for the SEC, but they have a tough matchup this week that we'll get into later. Um, but it it didn't surprise me at all that Florida won. I actually picked them to win. I think in the swamp, I didn't think Bo Nix was ready for that. And of course, Auburn's taken a major blow with uh, Jartavius Whitlow's injury out yeah. around four to six weeks. Um, he was on pace for over a thousand yards. You know, he was. I think he was top ten in rushing touchdowns. Um, in college football, so definitely, big blow for them. They're definitely gonna a star athlete. They're going to be missing um, throughout the next couple of weeks. We got like, Georgia in in four weeks. I think they have Georgia in four or five weeks, and then they have Bama and I think Georgia in four weeks and Bama in six. Bama is the last week of the season. Bama so. in six weeks. Oh, that means six weeks until the season's over. That's sad. We're closer We're, to the end of the regular season than the beginning. Like, we're literally well, in the middle of week six and a half, seven right now. Yeah, but they play 14 weeks because most teams have two buys. That is true, too. Because Georgia, well, think about it. There's 12 regular season games. Georgia's only played five, so there's still seven more games as far as, like, Georgia goes. Um, okay. We're almost halfway. We will be on Saturday. Um, <clears throat> noon game. I'm so mad about that. It'll be all right. At least we get to Mal- watch other games. Yeah, Mulavik's scared that he won't get a night game freshman year. Texas A&M will be at night, I think. I mean, maybe. No, listen. It just depends. Okay, one of the three, <clears throat> Kentucky, 
Missouri and Texas A&M, one of them will be night. I just don't know which one it will be. Well, if, if Kentucky ends up being the 6.30 slot, it'll be night by it'll fourth, be dark, yeah. fourth quarter Because it'll be later towards the winter. Not in the winter yet, but like closer to winter. A week you and get a half from now. <laughs> oh, is that, oh yeah, I thought Missouri was next. Kentucky, is it Kentucky next yeah. weekend? Okay. Missouri's like way down the road. I know Missouri in the past has been a night game. It was last year and the year before, I think. So I could see them doing it again. Missouri's a month from yesterday. November 9th. Okay. So that'll be... Okay. I mean, even if it's a 6 o'clock game, we'll have a night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other games that were kind of notable, Ohio State, they handled Michigan State pretty easily, 34-10. to 10. Right. Uh, it, it was nothing like what we'd seen before, and and Justin Fields uh, played a, at a different level. I mean, he only had 206 yards. And his first passing. career interception. And his first career interception, that is um, true. I wa- I watched bit. that back and it was just he was just he was getting pressure and he just kind of tossed it it yeah. wasn't like but uh not the end of the world for Justin Fields no um, not at all J.K. Dobbins has been running well uh, elite running back arguably top five in the country for Ohio State um they're nothing to worry about with Ohio State they're gonna have more tests in the future uh, I think they're off this week. I believe so, too, um, yeah. So a little bit of rest, uh, kind of get ready for the upcoming Big Ten slate. Uh, but <clears throat> they passed test one with a ranked Michigan State team, who's not amazing, but still. Yeah, ranked-ish, and it was a good little segue into harder um, into harder matchups coming up soon. Such as Wisconsin, Penn State, and Michigan. Right. Um, but I think Ohio State definitely has an argument for being number one team in the country. Um, they're top three for sure in my mind I think they're top three uh we'll see what happens with them in the future um Michigan this week beat Iowa 10 to 3 just an ugly game uh but there was no obviously no offense when you look at 10 to 3 um it was I I read an article it was like Michigan's defense won them the game it wasn't like anything Shea Patterson did special uh and then of course another notable game because we care about it UGA beats Tennessee 43 to 14 First half, we were pissed. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can talk tough. a little. We can talk a little bit on that. It was um, a lot like what we've seen, like a lot like what we saw against Notre Dame. You know, we just had a extremely slow start and take that how you want it. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I'm absolutely okay with it against a cupcake team like Tennessee. It's um, not the end of the world. Um, it doesn't make us look elite. Which obviously, like we've been talking about, Bama's defense hasn't looked elite. We've been talking about Clemson overall hasn't looked elite, and LSU's defense has questions. LSU's uh, defense, all these things, um, and then Oklahoma's defense, of course, doesn't even exist. So. No, because they're in the Big Twelve, where they can't recruit a defense. They have they have one star defensive <laughs> player. Other than that, I couldn't name another defensive player. But, but um, I don't I don't think it's a huge problem this weekend. I don't think it's a huge problem for the next two weekends against. Carolina and Kentucky, but when we start playing Florida and Auburn, um, we can't play a second half game. We have to play four quarters. No, especially <coughs> down in Jordan Hare. Right, it's just not gonna not gonna end well for us if we get a slow start. We're not gonna be able to recover and come back. Um, <clears throat> like I was talking with my dad earlier, like I don't mind um, us having those second half adjustments, those halftime adjustments, because. Like, it just shows not only can we, like, read their first half really well and adjust, and Kirby Smart's so great at that defensively. <clears throat> That's why, like, in the Notre Dame game, we could shut down Komet 
Second half, um, he performed nowhere near the, their tight end, 87, I think, performed nowhere near what he was able to do first half just because we hadn't seen him play much yeah, and weren't prepared. But then we went into halftime and we said this, this, and this, and then shut him down. And um, it was a much better game after that. And so I think, um, you know, there's some adjustments that you're obviously going to have to make in the middle of the game. But when it comes to a, you know, a top 10 matchup between uh, Florida and, and then uh, top 20 with, with Auburn, it's going to be... That could be a top um, 10 matchup by the time it rolls around. Could be. We don't, I mean, we don't obviously know how everything's going to end up, but we know that it's going to be a struggle. Auburn um, still has to play LSU. It's going to be a scary game either way. Um, and you, UGA's, it's something that's concerning me a little bit is the secondary. Um, just miscues, uh, like who's guarding certain tight ends. Like why are these wide receivers open on all these go routes? Right. That's concerning. Something that can't happen against an LSU or an Alabama because we'll be done in the first half. Right, and Brian Moore, I think, Thing he, is Tennessee's quarterback to him, Brian Maher. He's right? gonna have a solid career ahead of him. For um, sure. He played pretty well. I mean, he had a fifty percent completion, but this over is his first start as a true yeah. freshman. And his first, the first drive or whatever, I remember they kept showing his. No, mom. this is his first touchdown pass. It was his first pass ever yeah. as a starter. It was a, a blob on Georgia's defense. So was, I mean, that's a special moment. Well, and like obviously, you don't expect that from a new quarterback first play, and so like, I mean. You can't completely blame Georgia, but at the same time, like I guess you gotta have you gotta come to that first snap ready for anything, and so it was um, pretty surprising to see Tennessee get on the board that quickly, and um, you know they kept they kept panning over to his mom in the crowd, yeah, yeah, and she was she looked so proud, which obviously you have to be when your son plays against the number three tied for number three team in the nation, um, AP voters couldn't. <clears throat> couldn't make a decision, but tied for number three in the nation, and he's uh, playing pretty well. So, um. I feel like Tennessee's future is not as dark as everyone was saying it was going to be. I think Jeremy Pruitt, give him a little more time to recruit and figure himself out with the the system, you know, let him get his guys in there. I, I don't think Tennessee is going to be, like, the bottom of the SEC in years to come. They, they're going to be – I'm not saying they're going to be contenders every year. No, but they'll make it above Vandy and, and yeah. possibly like Miss State and Ole Miss that aren't playing. Mississippi to, State's a nightmare right now. It it really is. Um, Kentucky, I don't think has to is not going to be able to contend with anyone. Even Carolina. Well, Kentucky was pretty good last year. Yeah, I mean they had a pretty good roster. They've though. all been decent the past couple. They of years. They lost their best players. But Missouri happens. is sneaky good this year. If Kelly Bryant can stay healthy. And they're claiming that he's going to play this Saturday. I don't doubt he'll play, but I don't know if he'll be 100%. Yeah. Just like that whole claim. Did you see the the Trevor Lawrence claim that – and I'm not doubting it or anything, but I think it is is funny that they didn't decide to release until uh, about two or three days ago, around like August 7th or 8th, that Trevor Lawrence has had a bruised shoulder the entire season. Yeah, we'll see how that – And he's just now fully recovered. And he didn't mention it until after he hit 100% um, recovery or whatever, which a lot of people are saying excuses or it sounds fishy. You know, he could easily just be lying and making an excuse for for everything. But even, I mean, even so, like, you've got one of the best 
defense as a nation. You've got like incredibly great receivers and Travis yeah. Etienne. And you have all the talent in the world. All the in talent. Yourself. I mean, you got Dabo Sweeney coaching you, and it just, I don't know, it hasn't looked elite. Um, <clears throat> I know it is the middle of the season, and they have so much time to come back. And I did see a stat the other day, and it was like the past eight national championship winners and their worst win. And every team in the past like eight years has had a close win, even if they won the national championship. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, That's why, it like, happens. Like I was and, saying last week, like we're saying all this bad stuff about Clemson, but let's watch our mouths. Well, I mean, I, I'm not counting them out of anything except for the Natty. I don't think they win that trophy. Um, I don't think they get to the Natty. See, I think... I, if they're in the playoff, which they probably will be... That's what I'm I saying. I think they're going to lose the semifinal game. <clears throat> I think it just depends on who's there. I mean, if SEC implodes and they play, you know, Oklahoma... Oklahoma it's going to run the score up on them. Clemson has a def- decent defense, especially towards the end of the season when they you know, shut down Alabama last year. And I think they can do it again. I know it's a completely, defensive, completely different defensive line, but it's definitely an experienced yeah. set of five stars that, you know... Can get stuff done if they need to. But like um, I see like an Ohio State versus a Clemson. Clemson's not being Ohio State. I can't. I couldn't tell you that right now that Clemson's going to be Ohio State. Ohio State is the most complete team in the country. Arguably, uh, depending I think on they how are. depending on how LSU and Florida look this weekend. Um, that I think after this weekend we can pick a number one. Um, even though Ohio State doesn't play, and they haven't played a team like. LSU or Florida or Auburn or Georgia or Bama. But they're passing with flying colors in the games that they are playing and they're dominating everybody they play. I mean, they are playing extremely well. I'm not saying that at all, that they're not. Um, but I, I, I really want to see them against Wisconsin and Michigan. Yeah, with Wisconsin's number one rated defense um, in the entire country. Not that Michigan did anything special, but they had a great uh, defensive game. I mean, they only allowed three points in a game and that's something... Given that, it's Iowa's offense. Oh, it is. But... You know, I was always that team that people were like, oh, you, they've upset big teams before. Let's see if it happens again yeah. every year. Yeah. Um, they'll say that for a couple games. And never really happens all that much. But um, holding them to three points is good. But a Shea Patterson offense, when they praised him getting there, and and he only put up yeah. six points himself, and the other four points were special teams, then, you know. It's just it's just <laughs> Michigan. It's just Jim Harbaugh, not <laughs> who you were adamant about them firing. Yeah, um, I think it might happen at the end of the year. I yeah. don't think they're gonna fire him in the middle of the season. Oh, not in the middle. Which has happened before. People get fired in the middle of the season all the time. I just don't think they'll fire him in the middle of the season. Personally, I don't. Think. I don't think they will either. But I don't even. Think I don't even think they're gonna fire him. In the I don't first think they will either. Because his buyout is pretty expensive. So, she um, she DeAndre was our leading receiver. In the. In the Tennessee game, DeAndre yeah. was our leading receiver, four catches for seventy-two yards. But Diver- uh, versatile, I was gonna say diverse. Yes, um, Fromm had like eighty more yards than Justin Fields had. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I mean we're also playing Tennessee. I'll put that out there. Okay. We might get into a little Fromm Fields argument later. Uh, my dad posed a question to me the other day. Oh, we, okay. We might get into that. Um, I do want to point out, though, that not only is Georgia second-half team, but the last points that Tennessee put up were three seconds into the second quarter. Yeah. So they played 15 minutes and three seconds, and then they 
you know, they still held us decently until halftime. Um, and then we finished them with three more or two more touchdowns and a field goal second half, holding them to zero points. Um, and so Georgia may not be like as complete as we want at the moment, but, you know, holding Tennessee to th- 343 yards, we definitely could have done a lot better on that. But with a new quarterback coming in, we weren't exactly sure how he was going to play. Um, I'm not entirely worried. I think that when we play against Tr- Kyle Trask and, and Bo Nix, we we know how they play. They've been on national spotlights since they Just stepped on the man. field. And, and there's tons of film, and it's not putting in Brian Maurer. That, uh, Moore it's UJ's weakness of the backup. The backup quarterbacks, according to the Saturday Down South guys. That's how it goes, I guess. But, uh, I mean, I think it'll be fine. Right. I'm not too worried about Georgia. The thing I'm most worried about is the secondary right now because they're just not playing up to their skill level because they're all very great players. But um, players of the week, um, our players of the week, offense, none other than Jonathan Taylor, who yeah, I'm going to say sure. is the best running back in the country. He's He's – He's made my mind. My mind's made up. Like I was, I think I had a little bit of bias with DeAndre Swift, but right now I'm gonna say Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the country. I think Jonathan Taylor maybe even followed by J.K. Dobbins um, as the second because Dobbins is just putting up great numbers at Ohio State um, with that elite offense. But my favorite stat of Jonathan Taylor is that through five games, on all five opening drives, he has scored a touchdown. That's elite. Like, that is insane. Yeah, that is, like... Is. And especially seeing that as, like, a defense... Like, from a defensive point, like, they know Jonathan Taylor is going to be handed the ball at some point, like, towards the yeah. end of the drive. Like, getting into the red zone or, or getting across the 50. Like, they know he's going to end up with a ball. He's, and the fact that he still scores five opening drives in a row is insane. He's not getting the Heisman recognition that he deserves right now. I think he's working on it. Um, he himself is working on it. Though. The thing to me about Jonathan Taylor that baffle me, baffles me the most right now is that uh, his – well, he, so he's played two seasons. This is his third season. The most touchdowns he's had in one season rushing is 12 – or is 16. He has 12 through five games. <laughs> and then he has four receiving touchdowns, which means he has 16 total touchdowns this year. Well, that's like Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe is... Burrow is going crazy. He's already passed his, his, season, his career uh, best, so – yeah. Who's six. our other player of the week on offense having six touchdown passes? But uh man, Jonathan Taylor, you're a beast. Just watch him. It's it's hard to tackle that man. Uh, and he's fast for his size. Um defense, I know Auburn lost, but Derrick Brown is a monster. And he has cemented himself as a top two or three defensive lineman in the country. It's him and Chase Young. They're the two top ones. Um, well, Chase, Chase Young leads the nation in sacks. He already has yeah. nine sacks, which, which well, is insane. In this game, Derek Brown had a sack, he had four tackles, and he had the 42-yard fumble recovery, which he could have had a touchdown but fell, which was, uh, <laughs> was a fail on his part. That's but. okay. I think we still all clapped for him. He, yeah. he, Big dude. Uh, special teams, it's not biased because this is the best kicker in the country. Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh, for sure. Four for four extra points, three for three field goals, including one for 50 yards, and he is perfect this year. He hasn't missed a single thing, extra points or or uh, field goals, and almost every single one of his kickoffs are, t- are touchbacks, if not all of them. I don't remember a return at all this year. 
I don't think so. No. So, like, as far as we remember, but there might have been one or two. Um, Hot Rod, he's a baller. Got to respect the specs. Oh, for sure. Respect the specs. Um, I know that I think someone asked Kirby in the media, they were like, what about starting a campaign for Fromm or DeAndre Swift's, like, Heisman? And He, he said Hot Rod for Heisman, right? He, he said Hot Rod for Heisman. And so now they're – I think Swift might have put on a story the other day, like Hot Rod for Heisman or something. <laughs> And so I know that they're they're pulling for him. He's obviously the best in the nation at what he does. Yeah, um, for sure. And that's just something that Georgia Georgia's always struggled with special teams and penalties, and we're not. I mean, we're still struggling with penalties, but at least we got special teams a little bit more figured yeah, out. Yeah. And Hot Rod's just a team leader. <clears throat> Listen to the videos of him at practice and like in the locker room and stuff. Yeah, he's always speaking up. Yeah, hyping up the team. He's um, he's doing his thing, and we love it. Yeah. He's so good. He's he's really good. Reminds me a lot of Daniel Carlson, the Auburn kicker from a few years ago, who was the like undisputed number one kicker in the country. That's hot rod right now. Um, and Daniel Carlson made it to the NFL. So don't expect anything less from Rodrigo. Oh no. Um, I mean he'll be there one day. First overall pick, obviously. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if he would get drafted or if he would just be a pickup. I feel like he'll get drafted. I think he'll get drafted in a later round. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, no one's going to pick yeah. him up right away. But also, I mean, like, I wonder how many total points he has, like, through his time at UGA. And, I, like, where, I, I, and like, where he ranks. Like, I'm sure, like, Fromm leads. But, like, I mean, against Tennessee, he had th- uh, three field goals and four extra points. That's 13 points. That's more than Swift and Harrion had together. Let's see. That's a good question. Let's see if this even brings up special teams. This is all about rushing. And we'll just do Control F, find, and then type in what you think it'll say. Rodrigo. It's, not, it's not here. This is all offensive production. I was looking for points. This this website's wrong. Screw this. Anyways, let's uh. Let's kind of talk about the rankings for a minute or two here. Um, what do you? How do you feel about them tying UGA and Ohio State at, at three? Like, which one do you think deserves the three spot right now? Which which one has a top ten win? <laughs> Dang. <clears throat> which one hasn't allowed a rushing touchdown through the season? I, Ohio I, State is is elite, and they're averaging more points a game than Georgia is. But, um, I mean, so is Oklahoma, right? They're probably averaging more just because they're Big 12, and that doesn't mean that they should be put above. Uh, Alabama is averaging probably way more than Georgia is a game, like points-wise. But, I mean, you look at their defense, and you know that holistically that's not a team that you can say is far above Georgia. Not that they're saying Ohio State is. They're saying it's tied. I don't know. It's just it's not like it's a committee that got together and they couldn't. No, it's it's, it's AP poll. Yeah, it's just AP poll, and so it's Which, it's like single voters, and it just ended up they had a, like eleven points, like eleven hundred and sixty four, something yeah, random something like, like that, like thirteen something. I just yeah. remember thirteen ninety three. That's what it was. That was the tie. But uh, I so honestly, I, don't, I don't mind it. I I, I don't know. Right now, I think Ohio State's the number two team in the country behind. Bama and I would put UJ at three, but 
they people doesn't matter that much. And it's not even going to be used as a basis for the committee. They're going to pick whoever they want. So what's the point total for Rodrigo? Rodrigo's point total since 2016 is 371 points. That's good stuff. He's 100% on kicking. And 85% on... He's 100% on extra points. He's never missed an extra point. Knock on wood. Um, I don't want that to ever happen. Yeah. We're not Bama. Um, And he's 85% on field goal attempts. Dang. Which is crazy. In 2017, he had 123 points. And in... 2018, I had 122. So, I mean, like, he's killing it. Like, absolutely killing it. But is he the is he the leader in history? I don't and you, know. That's a question, which for some reason we can't find right now. We'll, we'll look deeper into that and maybe update you guys on the Instagram. Yeah, we'll post on the Instagram. Um, get into some special team stuff on the Instagram. Um... Now that we got last week out of the way, we can finally talk about this exciting week ahead. And the slate is awesome. Uh, noon, the Red River... Red, oh my god, I can't even say it. Red River Rivalry. Red River Rivalry. Uh, I think, Oklahoma versus Texas. I think it's actually Red River Showdown. Is it? I think it might be a showdown. I think it's the Red River Rivalry. You want to look it up? Because yeah. I'm, I'm placing my bets on Showdown. Red River Rivalry. Also look up Showdown. Showdown, showdown. boom. (laughs) Let's go. Red River Showdown, Texas leads. um, The Red River Classic or the Red River Rivalry. So we're both right. Yeah, but the the title. Just because it's on the logo, whatever. All right, we're done. (laughs) It's at noon. um, Oklahoma comes in at 6, Texas at 11. It's a neutral site. It's going to be played at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Do they notice... That that's eleven a.m. in Texas. Like, what are they doing? I don't know. I, like, this is the second best, I maybe even best game like, of the week. We're gonna get that on the phone, so we can watch it. Yeah, we're gonna game. bring a portable charger into Sanford Stadium. I, I don't think we stay past third quarter. It's South Carolina. You want to stay the whole time? Yeah, but also like. You th- I mean, like, oh, uh, well, I mean, it's pretty pretty bad. I don't think it's gonna be close. You, if you would have asked me five weeks ago, I would have said, heck yeah, I'm gonna, or six weeks ago, before they lost to UNC. Um, ticket prices have been down like 55% for this game in the last like two weeks. The attendance is going to be pretty low. I'm, I know there's a lot surprised. of kids who aren't even going. So. A lot of students are probably giving up their tickets. And, yeah. um, well, it might be a good chance for upperclassmen or sophomores that didn't get student tickets to be able to come, uh, at least for the first half, and then I think it clears out so that people can go and watch football and do what people do on game days, which is go and party and go to Greek houses and meet their parents if they're coming in town for a cheap game. We haven't had a cheap game since Arkansas State. Uh, So it's been about a month because we had Notre Dame by week and and an away game. And so I think think it'll be a decent attendance. Um, I don't think it'll be too much of a matchup as far as football goes. Yeah. Um. You think they're going to cover 24.5? I think they definitely cover 24.5, yeah. which is the current spread. Um, I don't even – I mean, I, I, I wouldn't I be surprised if the spread goes up another point or two throughout the week, um, ends up running. I don't think it's moved at all. I think they've kept it. That's but, what it opened as and it hasn't changed. 
Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised um, if we put up. What about OU? You think OU covers ten and a half? Oklahoma over Texas ten and a half. I don't think that Texas's defense can handle Jalen Hurts and those receivers or Kennedy Brooks and Trey Sermon. I think I've. They played twice last season. Remember that they played regular season and in the yeah, and Texas Big Twelve them, title. But yeah, but they both won one of them. Yeah, but. Oh, you won the one that mattered, the Big 12 title. Well, yeah, but... But what are you saying? This is two different teams. I know, but I'm saying, like, a weak defense versus a strong offense is something that happens every year because it's Big 12. This offense is different, is all I'm saying. Sam Ellinger has been playing pretty decent. Like, I know he's not Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, to a name. Like, he's not, like, top tier right now. Um, And nowhere near, like, the Heisman odds, but, like, like, of them. But he also is in, like, the top 10 or 12 for Heisman odds, like, total. Like, no, he's I around... He's top, like, eight. Yeah, he's around, like, Fromm and... and um, I just think it's, if it is going to be a shootout, Oklahoma's going to win that shootout. They I'm, have more weapons. I think Oklahoma wins. I'm just not saying... So like, you think Texas is going to cover? I think Excuse Texas me. covers the spread, but Oklahoma wins outright. I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Oklahoma covers. I say Oklahoma... Oklahoma wins by two touchdowns. Oklahoma 42 to 37. Something random like that. I'd say more like fifty six to thirty something, but Okay. You we'll say see. you we'll say they're doubling almost. We'll see. Okay. Michigan State at Wisconsin. How bad do you think this is gonna My thing is on this on this is a three thirty game. I, I want to compare how Wisconsin plays against Michigan State at home versus how Ohio State did at home. That's gonna be looked at pretty hard. Um I know you put on the on our Instagram, do you think Jonathan Taylor will rush for two hundred yards or more? I I sit under I don't, I don't know that he's going to necessarily go off, but I do think that Wisconsin's going to win. Well, it's um, just – I was just considering the stats from last week and the fact that um, J.K. Dobbins had 172 yeah. rushing yards. If he can do it, then J.T. can definitely Exactly, it, that's what I'm saying is um, – and then uh, Master Teague the third had another 90 rushing oh, yards, yeah. and then Justin Fields himself had 61. Michigan State's rushing defense allowed 323 rushing yards, uh, which only amounted to two touchdowns um, and then two receiving touchdowns as well from from Fields. But um, he's got a shot. Uh, I, ten and a half. That's the spread. What do you think? Easy cover. You think easy cover? You think they beat them by more than 24 like Ohio State did? Ooh, that's I, a good question. I don't. I don't. I mean, Cone has been playing decent this year. But as a he's more of a game manager, kind Yeah, really but, like. I mean, we said that about Fromm too, and he's, he's no. Really... Fromm is not a game manager. Fromm is being mistaken as a game. <laughs> and this pisses me off. I'm not going to get into it right now. Maybe a future episode. But Fromm is more than a game manager. We're using him in a certain way on purpose. Oh, so, for sure. Of... But I'm saying, Fromm like how, is a top three quarterback how in many, the country. How many, Wisconsin, how many Wisconsin games have you watched this season? I've watched bits and pieces of each of them. Okay, but like we don't exactly know how Cone plays. Just like if I you don't, don't watch because all they're, fr- they're just handing it off to JT every time. Not every time, but anyways, all I'm saying is I think I think they cover more than twenty four. I think they beat them better than Ohio State Dang. did. I just can't. I just don't know. I think it's gonna be closer than that. I think they're gonna cover, but I think it's gonna be two touchdowns. I also think they're a little bit beat up coming off of that loss. Yeah, two ranks, two top. They're ten going from Columbus and- to Madison. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
poor Michigan State. Like, no one's, like, really looking at that. But um, that's the same thing that Florida's doing, except at least yeah. one of Florida's was at home. It was a homecoming game, and yeah. they ended up winning. Um, but now Michigan State has to go from playing at Ohio State to playing at Wisconsin uh, week to week. Yeah. So Speaking of poor, Texas A&M are about <laughs> to get – Demolished? Demolished is Demolished a good way to say it. That's a great word to Alabama use. Alabama will easily cover 17, in my opinion. Um, Alabama has the scariest offense in the country. That's my opinion. I mean, we just know the receiving core. I, I hated that we didn't get to watch them again this past weekend. We're going to get to watch the second half this weekend. For sure. Uh, which, if two is even in there. Two probably won't be playing uh, second half. We'll get to watch a little bit of Kellen yeah. Mond. <laughs> <laughs> trying to come back. <laughs> right, trying to come back. Um, but I, I don't think there's much to talk about with Alabama and Texas a and I think it's it's Kyle Field, it's College Station, but I, Bama's going to go in there and handle and easily cover 17. I mean, it's just the fact that exactly a, mo- a month ago, and a month and three days ago, A&M traveled to Clemson, and we thought, oh, they might give them a little bit of a challenge. They lost by 14 in a really ugly game, um, a low-scoring game. And they've done nothing since then. They lost yeah. two more times, or they lost once more, and I'm already counting this weekend as a loss. We're basically just going to compare how bad they lose to all these top teams. Exactly. Um, and that's what it'll be at the end of the season. Because definitely they're disappointing us. We thought they'd at least be putting up a bigger fight than they were. Um I actually thought they were going to beat Auburn, and they lost to Auburn. Um, they still have to play LSU, Bama, and and Georgia. Yeah, so let's, let's pray for pray for Kellen Mond against all those defenses. Don't have to pray for Jimbo because he's not going anywhere anytime soon. No, they won't fire him. They're going to give him another I, six years until he. Which, if you give Jimbo six years of recruiting, there they're going to yeah, have a good do team soon for sure. But it's not. It is the close. SEC, though. So I mean, it's, it's just not. it's harder. Yeah. Um, my most interesting game of the week that nobody's talking about at all is Penn State at Iowa. 7.30 at night, Kinnick Stadium. They're going to have the hospital wave and everything at the beginning of the game. Ooh, this one is hard for me to choose. I don't know who I think is going to win this game. Because I think Penn State's better than Iowa, but it's hard for me to say they're going to go in there and beat Iowa at night. I don't know. I don't think that... Are we... we did, did you... Iowa put up three points last week. Three points. I don't no, think them. I don't think them coming back home, but then playing Penn State is gonna like change anything just because they're at home. It's a night game. I know what you're saying, and I know that you're trying to give them a chance. Well, we thought that Auburn was better than Florida. Look what happened there. The home field advantage is very, very important. It changes everything. The crowds change games. We felt that at against Notre Dame. That actually happened. So I don't I don't know I think, oof, I think it's gonna come down to the wire. Do you think Penn State is gonna go in there and beat them soundly? What's the spread? Three and a half. Three and a, I mean they definitely cover the spread. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this is a weird game to me that comes down to a field goal. That's my take. USC at Notre Dame. Uh, Slovis is coming back. The second string quarterback who's the now starter is coming back. Um, I don't think that matters. I don't think it matters. I think <laughs> Book's going to take care of business up in South Bend at night. I think it's easily covers 11. 
yeah, in my sure. opinion. Yeah. He I threw for five touchdowns. Given it was against a weak team, still pretty impressive. Five touchdowns in the first half, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was when uh, Irish Barstool or whatever, Barstool Irish put up, and they were like... Which is biased. Best, so. best quarterback ever? Question mark, question mark? Or best quarterback of all time. If that's true, then Anthony Gordon is. Anthony Gordon. If that's what we're, like, basing it off of. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow every week. Fields. Tua. Tua. I mean, come on. Let's not overreact against, who even was it? Bowling Green. Was it Bowling Green? It was Bowling Green. Something like that. Like, congrats, Notre Dame. You beat. Ian Book, you're good, but you're not not elite elite. You're just pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ian Book breaks noses. Anthony Gordon breaks records. <laughs> <laughs> and DeAndre Swift breaks ankles. Joe Burrow breaks records. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's gonna it. he's rewriting LSU's passing record book as we speak. But game and speaking of LSU. Game of the week. College game day, number seven Florida at number five LSU, eight o'clock kickoff in Death Valley. I know Florida just came off this big win against Auburn. Kyle Trask, we don't know if he's hundred percent. I think LSU dismantles Florida. What's your what's your score prediction or what's your like point difference prediction? <sighs> They're definitely going to cover 13 and a half, which is the spread. I think that's a huge spread though. Like I'm I know that it's um, a, an inexperienced QB going into Death Valley, but he's never had an SEC road start and that's his first one. That's hard. But <sighs> I'm not saying it's, and he's not elite. I'm anyway, it's hard. This is pretty good. I'm saying it's hard for him. I yeah. see LSU winning. I don't know I think by how Joe, much. I, Joe, mm. I don't know. This by is how much. LSU on the national spotlight. It's gonna, It's already crazy now. I bet you Thursday. But there. this is definitely I bet you Baton Rouge is already. Popping. I know, but I'm saying this is Florida's last chance. At what? At like being a top four team. If they LSU's lose to LSU, if they, they lose Georgia to LSU, still. I don't know. If they lose to LSU. If Florida loses to LSU, they can still make the playoff by beating Georgia and winning the SEC championship. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's still there. Yeah, that's it's what I'm still saying. there. For I mean, them. but I'm saying realistically. Realistically, I don't think they're going to be either LSU or Georgia. So, I don't know. I don't. Know. I just that's my have, hot. Who team. do you think they have a better chance of beating, LSU or Georgia? Georgia. Really? Yeah. Even though we know Georgia's like defense is elite and LSU's defense is not. You think LSU's offense just wins in a shootout? I just can see Georgia messing up like they do every year once. And, it being, <laughs> and it, to me right now, it feels like Florida or Auburn. I just don't know which one. I, I hope it doesn't happen, but it, I know it's very, very, very possible. Um, but I, ah, my hot take of the week, Joe Burrow's going to embarrass the Florida defense. This what are, Statistically, Florida's defense, they're not ranked. They're number 11 statistically. But they look very good. I test their top three. But I just... LSU's offense is ridiculous. They don't even need to run the ball. I think the stat was that Florida has allowed 400 passing yards total through five games. It's going to be fun. And Joe Burrow hasn't thrown for under 300 in a game. game. It's not going to come down to the fourth quarter. It's going to be decided by the third. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's who's my who's LSU's uh, backup quarterback? Is he going in? No. Burrow finishes <laughs> it out. Which receiver do you think has the most yards? LSU's. Ooh. Chase or Jefferson? I know, that's a tough one. I feel like they're not going to be playing Whoever exactly. CJ Henderson's not guarding will have the... 
I could see but that. Unless, I haven't been paying attention. Is CJ Henderson like a, a guy that stays on one side or is he the guy that follows his man? Because it d- depends on like different corners. And I haven't I haven't really looked into that. I haven't either. CJ Henderson's a top three corner in the country. If we want to break down an entire game, entire player, we definitely... Something I'm going to do could for personal research. We could start with him. Personal research. I think he's going to somewhat lock down whoever he's guarding. So, but, yeah, that's the game of the week. Um... And someone even asked about the game of the week, and we'll answer in a minute. But something I thought was hilarious, uh, we did finally put the question sticker up about what kind of cars you think would be bribed to recruits. Uh, We got some interesting answers. Uh, Honda Odyssey. (laughs) And for those of you that missed last last week, this this is referring to mostly Nick Saban and Kirby Smart in the fair pay to play. Um fair pay to play like conversation yeah. of like do teams already pay recruits do they Which give them we think probably but especially after the <laughs> the clemson comment from uh isaiah simmons did you see that one in the past yes year yes, yes yes i saw that he, he was like i think the quote is right here oh uh, you see the really nice contracts from the coaches and it's like dang it would be nice if we give if we could get paid a little bit more Dabo's going to be all over him. Paid a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Not paid. Paid a little bit more. Right. He should have stopped at paid. And the way that Mason, of course, defended it is like a little bit more is greater than zero. Or like anything is greater than zero. Yeah, I, like, sure. But like, that's not how you word it. Look, also, good. he could just be talking about player stipends and how they you know, have their groceries paid for and they Stuff don't have like to pay that. for meals. Yeah. Um, But also, quit. like... I don't know, NCAA might have to look into that because they just um, they just took away a national championship from a D3 team. Did you see that headline? It was something ridiculous. No, I didn't see that. It was like two or three years ago they won the national championship, and somehow it came out that... Um, Were they paying players? No, the coach let two players borrow his car, and For- somehow... Here, let me, let me find that on ECF. Somehow that was enough for, um, yeah, here it is. NCAA forces D3 power Mary Harden-Baylor to vacate 2016 national title after coaches allowed, or coach allowed two players to gasp, use his 2006 Subaru. What is it? What's the video of Stephen A. Smith? You just gonna let this slide. And y'all don't have a problem with this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just gonna let this slide. <laughs> just stay off the weed. <laughs> I like. I I actually NCAA, like. NCAA. Yeah, NCAA. What are you doing though? Like, if you're worrying about a D three, national like national title from three years ago. Yeah. What kind of co- his two thousand six Subaru? A two thousand six Subaru. Was that one of the? Nope. It was not one that of. That is not. Okay, so what back you to, guys said. Yeah, back to what we were talking about. We asked what cars uh saving and smart give to them and um, we got some good answers coming in here i think the most intricate answer was the ford f-150 with a nice bottle of whiskey in the driver's side door um yeah maybe yeah i wouldn't say no it's not yeah i wouldn't say that's not a possibility wouldn't that would be no. for like the offensive linemen they would give out ford f-150 i think it's by position group by position group <laughs> i think the wide receivers... You think if you're under 250 pounds, you get a Charger. And if you're above th- 250 pounds, you get an F-150. According to someone, Chargers at UGA, Jaguars at Bama, why? Like, we're, I haven't seen a single Charger here. 
I have seen, as someone said, as Kirby's visor claims, <laughs> I've seen some... This is, how do you word it? He's a, I've seen some UGA players with Camaros and Challengers. LOL. That's it. <laughs> so, I have seen a couple of Camaros, a couple of Challengers, but... Uh, Man. Yeah, but we also saw I saw on someone's Snapchat yesterday it was Jake Fromm and he was on a moped. So I mean like <laughs> Oh man. Maybe we're giving the, maybe we're just out there giving them mopeds, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um still illegal. Still still illegal. <laughs> but, Can't even yeah. let them borrow your 06 Subaru. Aventadors, is that what you said? <laughs> I said Aventadors. Cuz we I I didn't mean it like seriously like Lamborghinis, but you know what I mean? That well, was obviously. Weird. But I don't think we're giving them full-on cars. No. I think they could be given parents cars. Like moms like, poor moms. Like, all of a sudden, their poor mom has, like, a brand-new minivan. I don't know. Deshaun I, Watson's mom didn't get a new car until he bought her one. From when he was in the league. When he was in the league. Yeah. We don't see all this <laughs> behind-the-scenes stuff. No, I mean, we don't know if they just installed yeah. a new pool in the backyard of DeAndre Swift's uh I don't think they did. Home. DeAndre Swift doesn't need that. I don't know. His, 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 dad, his dad's definitely doing some workout somewhere. I don't yeah. know if it's in a pool or in... I don't think that gyms. man does cardio. No. <laughs> Um, if you've seen DeAndre Swift's father, I, let's just say scary looking dude. DeAndre can't get kicked off the team because I don't think Kirby, Kirby's not going to say no to his dad. Kirby who couldn't say no to his dad. Yeah. Um. That's what I don't know. It makes me think about Derek King and when like that all that situation was coming out. And it was like, his oh, his dad, his dad it, put but... out this statement, and I was like, why is his dad speaking for him? He's but I don't know if if my dad looked. If my dad's biceps were larger than my head, be... um, or larger than anyone's head yeah. that I know, <laughs> yeah. looking at uh, DeAndre Swift's dad, oh gosh, yeah, I I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the roster for this weekend. Get him some touches in there. Um, and if you've made it through this far in the episode, stick around for another couple minutes, uh, because we will announce the winner of the giveaway. Right. That lasted two weeks, but <laughs> it did uh, last a little bit longer than expected, just because. And, yeah, we do want to apologize for not having this out Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. It's um, midterm week, guys. It's midterms. We're halfway through the first semester. Um, if you're in college, congratulations, because that means you made it too. Yeah. If you're in high school still or if but, you're an adult. Um, but it was Tuesday night, and Jackson texted me. He's like, you still want to record? I'm like, I just can't right now. Well, did I like, tell you what time I went to bed Tuesday night? You didn't. 6.20 in but, the morning. And then I woke up at 7.30 and went to class for a midterm. And then I went to Bolton, and f- no, then I went I to Spanish. I saw you at Bolton. <laughs> I went to Spanish at nine, and was working on my speech the whole class because I finished my speech, but I needed my note cards. And then you, and then you, <coughs> then, then I, I saw went you to at Bolton because I left from my midterm, and then I saw you at Bolton still working on your speech, still working on my note cards, and then I went to my eleven fifteen. So at this point, I'd already been up four hours, gave my speech, and for any of you that ask or are worried about it, it went great. Um, I sat down and like right afterwards <clears throat> and I turned to Nick and I was like, dude, I, I felt a lot more confident about that one than the next, than the last one. And, um, he didn't say anything. Um, so Nick, if you're listening, which I know you're not, uh, you stink for not encouraging me. Cause I definitely told you, you did a good job on yours last week, <laughs> but you know what? I'm not going to take it to heart because aggressive. I know mine was better. Um, for any of you wondering, I did my... I don't think they are. <laughs> they're not. I don't think they they're are. They're not, but I want to go ahead. And invi- I did my invitational dialogue speech on the controversy of foreign language requirements in high school and college, and should students be forced to take um, foreign language and culture credits when 
no one really comes out of college fluent unless they're monitoring in that language. You know? That was my seven-and-a-half-minute speech plus four-minute discussion afterwards. Um, so, anyways, I got an hour of sleep that night, woke up, had a midterm, a speech, and then another midterm that afternoon, followed by a four-hour nap. So, Thursday afternoon, it's currently 6.36, and this is our first time that Ryan and I have been able to sit down and not worry about studying for tests. That's that true. could end our oh, college career. Oh, man, I career. feel good. I got to watch a – I got to be at a theater performance in less than an hour. I could eat dinner. I could eat dinner. Oh, man. It is a busy week. Yeah. Next week will be better. It'll be better next week. So, I think we're going to get to some of our questions from the question sticker. Uh, We did just talk about um, the responses to our our car question, but some of the other questions we got in. Let's just pick two or three of the good ones. All right. Well, you go ahead. Um, Start off with your favorite one. My favorite one. Is LSU's offense up to the task to beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa? I want to hear what you have to say before I give my take on that. I don't think we can answer until this week, until we see how they play against Florida. Okay. That's well, he, that's he, my e- – I mean, I know it's a cop-out answer, yeah, cop out. Um, <laughs> but actually, yes. My response is no because I think Alabama's offense is better. And if that's a shootout, I think Alabama's going to win in Tuscaloosa. So right now I'm going to say no unless LSU just really impressed. I don't know. This is it was for me it was the home field decides the LSU Alabama game this year. That that's what my view's been. But obviously we, you're right. We got to watch how they do against Florida because that's a tough defense. Right. Um, Does that bother you at all? The fact that we could think that LSU is just a little bit more elite, and as a football team in general, as a football team, they might be the better team. But just because it's played a different location, that can determine. Who makes it to a conference championship or even a playoff it's or a football, natty. man. That's one of the beautiful things and the ugly things about football. Yeah. That's what I'm asking is, do you see it as beautiful or ugly? Beautiful. Beautiful? I'm going to go beautiful. Okay. Because the whole 12th man crowd, like, it, it's it matters? Real. It's real. Like, I felt it before, but, like... UJ Notre Dame. I've never felt anything like UJ Notre Dame. That was real. No one... No Georgia fan could sit in that game or leave early and not still feel the energy just like no. rushing I through you feel like the you energy could, right now yeah you could not even care about football at all but if you're in that stadium you're like okay like yeah. <laughs> this is this is real it was and obviously was, for us that care about football it was um once in a uh, lifetime it didn't even matter what teams it was just feeling <laughs> that, you know what i mean like that kind of feeling yeah it was crazy like well like both of us have said we're dying to go to the penn state whiteout Penn State wideout would be fun. That's on my bucket list of football games I want to go to during my lifetime. Um, I'll put that one up there, and I want to go with you, obviously. Yeah. I, I want to go to an Iron visit. Bowl very bad. That would be cool, an Iron Bowl. I want to visit Neyland Stadium, and I want to go to a Georgia-Florida matchup. We will do both of those. I want to go to a Georgia-Florida matchup before it's moved to home and home. Which we're not – that's not 100% yet. But. Not 100%, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't want it to be home and home. It's cool the way it is. <clears throat> But we'll tell Kirby that because Kirby wants yeah. to be able to have a another home game every other year yeah. for recruiting stakes. But also, like, imagine hosting Florida. It'll be like a Notre Dame game. Like, it'll be like that. Yeah. Let's do one more question. Um, are people bailing on the Pac-12 too early? No. I don't. I think it's justified. 
it is after this week. Is that what you're saying now? No, I think yeah. After what we just watched and because last because last week you told me I was too early. You you mm. told me to stop, and you were like you're like you're counting them out, but there's a chance. No, no, no. Okay, Oregon. Okay, Oregon. But the Pac-12. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's probably it's Chris. That's probably a response conference. to my my poll that I put up, and we can actually read through some of those poll results. Um, the poll I put up was, will the Pac-12 make the playoff in the next three years? Most people said no, right? Um, we're going to see real quick. I think will the Pac-12 sure. make... Yes, yeah, 61% said no. The Pac-12 will not make the playoff mm. in the next three years. I count that on... I voted no. I count that on Justin Herbert and Jacob Eason not... You don't know who's going to be there next. That's just like... Okay. You know, one thing I want to say about freshman quarterbacks and all, what about Jake Fromm? Remember that? Yes, I remember. I was there. Exactly. We've been over this. I th- a freshman quarterback can take you there. Obviously, he didn't finish the deal, but it's right. not all on him. Um, I don't think the Pac-12 is going to make the playoff this year. The only team that still has a chance is Oregon. Technically, Utah, too, but... I don't think I ever gonna. No. If if one of them makes it, it will be Oregon, and it will be because Oregon just dominated the rest of the way, and the pieces fell together. Right. They're still in the cards, but not likely. Okay, I want to read through, read through some of these polls real quick. Okay. Before we run out of time. Yeah. Um, first dominant win by Minnesota. They beat um, Illinois forty to seventeen. Um, they host Nebraska. Scott Frost coming in this weekend. Mm-hmm. If they advance to six and zero, do you rank them? Because they've not been ranked yet. Minnesota. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I don't just put them in the rankings, like somewhere between twenty and twenty-five at least. Okay. And then they play Rutgers and Maryland as their next two. How easy? How easy is it? Yeah, they're going to win both those. Okay. I think. Yeah, I do think they go eight now. So they stay undefeated for. Are they playing this week? The next month, Um, Nebraska. Well, actually, they have a bye week. No, no, they play Nebraska this week. Yeah. That's a tough one. They might lose to Nebraska. We'll see. Um, I think the next important question that I put up should Cardi B. Still be allowed to release music. I'm not going to comment because I'm not going to make enemies or friends. Oh, I don't care about making enemies. We had a strong 70% no, and thank you for you 19 voters that voted no. You passed. <laughs> if your names are Tyler, HK, Emma, Trey, Jackson, Jackson Collier, Parker <laughs> Story, my mom, or CFB Nut, I'm sorry you lost. You're wrong. Cardi B should not be allowed to. Jackson music. Collier, you listen to, to Cardi B? I don't take you as that. I don't take you for that. I didn't know my mom listened to Cardi B either. That's that's, funny. that's disappointing. Or maybe she just supports Cardi B. Um, maybe she shouldn't. Um, will Clemson silence the haters and cover a twenty-seven point line over FSU? The majority said no. It was close, but the majority said no. Florida State covers the twenty-seven point line. Will Texas Tech upset five and zero Baylor? Uh, no, by seventy-one percent, which means Baylor. That's a, I think it'll be a close game. Think it'll be a close game. Mm-hmm. Um, did you vote yes or no? I voted no. Okay, you voted no. I think no. Baylor's going to win. Close. Baylor becomes 6-0, and um, which right now, who are the only 6-0 and teams? I think it's App State, Iowa State, or Ohio State. Well, undefeated 6-0, same thing. Cause, like, there's but some six, people that... no, 6-0s mean that they're already bowl eligible as of right now. Okay. So Ohio State, App State, and is SMU? I don't know. No, I don't know. There's one of them. Um, well... Texas A&M bounce back and upset Bama on College we Station. That. We actually had five people say yes. Um, Mason, Nick Shearhart, uh, Cannon. Nick Shearhart's biased. 
He he's is a biased. Texas A&M fan. He's a Texas A&M fan. Parker Story, Grace, and Kathy all think that Texas A&M actually has a legitimate chance. They don't. Um, we don't even think they cover, do we? What nah. did we say? What, what was the line again? 17. 17? No, they're not covering. No, I don't think they cover. Um, and we already pretty much talked about this. We did talk about JT. 50. Okay. Yeah, we have 12 people that think JT will be over 200 yards, which I don't. I don't see that as like an impossible thing. No, I think it, I think he's going to be around two hundred. It don't just know depends. If it's going to be under or over. It depends how they. It's going to be somewhere between one seventy five and two twenty five. Right. That fifty yard range. And then we have sixty seven percent of people, so two thirds, saying that Oklahoma beats Texas. Um, and I think that's a good percentage. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. I think that's going to be a great game to watch. Um, so thank y'all for all uh, voting on those, and so. Um, we went through our questions, and I think now it's time to announce our giveaway winner. You want to do a drum roll? We do a drum roll. Okay, so we had. Who's saying it? Are you or me? I'll, I'll say it. Okay, I'll say it. Um, drum roll, please. The winner of the Chick Fil A gift card and two tickets to the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta is Madison Mixon. <laughs> hey man, congratulations! Um, I was very pleased when we picked you. Um, well, when you randomly won. Because yeah, we didn't pick him. Yeah, we didn't pick him. Um, because if we picked somebody, it probably would have been somebody that we didn't know as much. Yeah. But um, just turned so out to be even, someone we did know. Just so we it didn't look as biased. But hey, I mean, we didn't. I didn't let my mom or Gabby or anybody win. So like, I don't think no. anyone's really gonna fret. Um, also, like, you can't tell me that Madison Mixon isn't one of our biggest fans. Always asking questions. Always asking commenting. questions. He, I mean, he. We had a question right here from Madison. It says, "Which teams will make it through the season undefeated?" Oh, um, we just we're kind of we're kind of rushing right now towards the end. We are. We're gonna so try we to make this right at an hour. Um, but anyways, we appreciate everyone that entered. Uh, Mixon, I'll get that stuff sent over to you soon, or you can come back to Athens the next couple weeks and claim mm-hmm. it. Um. Maybe if you want someone to use that extra second ticket to the College Football Hall of Fame, I might be free. <laughs> uh, just let me know, bro. <laughs> and uh, anyways, we appreciate everybody for entering. Um, we'll probably have something, uh, another small giveaway towards the end of the season, maybe. Yeah. Um, we'll just see how stuff goes. Figure out what it is and all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we do want to ask, or I haven't talked about this, okay, but I think for it. I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a question sticker up or a poll, but something we've been. We've been flirting with the idea of doing two episodes a week instead and trying to make them shorter and do two episodes. Uh, before we do that, we were going to maybe do it this week, but that was the worst week to do that. But before we do that, I kind of want to hear what your you guys' take is. Um, would you rather have two shorter episodes or one long episode every week? So I think we'll put a poll or a question sticker up about that. Other than that... I'm, right. I, I think, think it'd be yeah. a 30 to 45 minute episode yeah, instead of like um instead long. of 1 hour and 12 minute one yeah. and 1 hour long and we'd release that maybe like Monday and Friday. Yeah. So uh just let y'all let we'll us know what you think the on the sticker. Um DM us any hot takes. If you think we got something wrong in this podcast, let us know. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Um we'll address you through the Instagram. Absolutely, we will. Um we're not afraid to get in a little Instagram debate, which I did the other day with my boy CFB Nut on Clemson and yeah. and uh, our thoughts on that team. But thank you all so much for tuning in for episode seven, I believe this is, episode going into week seven. seven. Going into week seven. Um, so thank you all so much. I hope you all enjoy this amazing slate of college football we have this weekend. Yeah, if just enjoy your weekend. If you're in Athens, let us know. Um, beat the Cox and uh, 
Have a great have a great weekend. <laughs> All right. Bye. Well, y'all. We'll catch you next week.